0: Thank you for joining us. Here at VLC, our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now, here is Pastor Gary Toney. So let's let's, uh, let's pray and get right into things. Father, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word. Um, these sessions dealing with the subject of healing, Lord, help us to see from your word clarity on the subject. Give us clarity. Uh, truth that sets free help us eliminate confusion and unbelief Lord that we can uh, execute these things as your body on the planet today in your name Jesus amen now I want to start with a couple of passages they're dealing with the same subject out of Matthew and out of Luke and it says this in Matthew 10 "And, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. I like Luke's version of it, or I should say Luke's perspective. He says this in Luke 9. Then he called the 12 disciples together, and he gave them power, and this is the word I, I like, and authority over all demons, and to cure disease. So I want you to notice that Jesus gave his first 12 power and authority over the demonic realm, and over disease. So they had authority over those, those, those issues. And then Jesus makes this statement, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, everything about Matthew 4.23 is about that. That's our whole point that Jesus went about teaching the kingdom, preaching the kingdom, and demonstrating the kingdom. And one of the things that I've learned over my time as a pastor and I think that we're 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 going to grow in this as a body that's why we're having these sessions but overall we are we are successful I think to some degree in the teaching and the preaching of the kingdom. We practice that from the you know pastors do but not just that but from the body of believers we teach and preach the principles of the kingdom of heaven. Until we get to this subject of healing. And when we get to this subject, and and, I can only, because you think about this for a second, when it comes to salvation, we have been taught salvation since the church was born. You know, and faith comes how? From hearing. According to the book of Romans, faith comes from hearing, hearing the words of Christ, really. It's not just the word, because the Pharisees heard the word. It's that anointed word. It's that rhema, that revelation that comes to you. So it's not just hearing a word. And so I always encourage you all, listen with faith, with expectation. You know, come believing that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to your heart. But in saying that, as I look back and, and I watch the history of the church, this is the one area that I think we've slipped in when it comes to this subject of healing because and I think you can go back to the, the, the epileptic son for one example, but you all know that Jesus repeatedly dealt with his disciples. Where is your faith? How is it that you have no faith? Your faith is puny, little faith. On and on he would deal with, with his disciples about these subjects, but I just showed you in Matthew 10 and in Luke chapter 9 That he gave them authority over all the demonic realm and to heal all sickness and disease. So from there to now, what happened? You you remember the epileptic story, the the disciples, well, three of them were with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. The rest of the disciples, now when I say that, you got to pay close attention because the rest of the disciples were the Matthew 10 and the Luke 9 disciples, that had been given authority to over all the demonic realm and over all sickness and disease. And he sent them out to preach and to heal. So they're doing it, obviously. But when, you, when they encounter the epileptic son, something happened different. And when Jesus showed up on the scene, he wasn't real excited about it. He didn't encourage him. As a matter of fact, he got on him. You all remember the story? He said, how is it that you have no faith? You know, you, he, he actually called them, you perverse unbelieving generation. Now, we don't want to hear that kind of stuff today. Matter of fact, I could tell you with my own experience as a pastor, people don't want to hear that, man. You tell you, well, let's just let's just deal with you. You're the one here. What if I told you, uh, you don't have any faith. Where's your faith? I can tell you people get mad. I, am, I can tell you from experience, they've gotten mad at me. They're like, who are you? I'm like, well, I'm really nobody, but... Obviously, if, uh, you know, Jesus said we know a tree by its fruits. so if we're not seeing the result, then I think we need to at least be humble enough to self-evaluate, yeah? But he told them why, and then when they got with him privately, they said, Lord, why can't we do it? Y'all know what he said? Because of your unbelief. And I submit to you, this is, this is over the, just looking over the landscape of church, just in my time as a pastor, but I can just go back in history because and I'm going to tell you guys a story about my father in the faith in just a minute. But, and I'm sure some of you all have heard this over time that healing is up to God. If it's God's will, then he'll heal you. Uh, or healing went away with these 12. Well, according to the epileptic story, it went away before the 12 were done because they didn't do it that day. Yeah, and Jesus made it very clear as to why it didn't work. Because the power didn't change, Jesus didn't change. And so when you begin to study, and this is the thing I want you to, these, these sessions that we have, faith comes from hearing this stuff. And I don't, I don't just mean one time. I mean you have to hear this stuff and hear it because we have had hundreds and hundreds of years of if it be God's will. You think about it for a second, in your life as, as a believer. Now, if you've been raised in a faith-based church that believes in healing, then it could be a little different for you, but I can tell you in my conversations with the majority of believers, we're confused on this subject, and even the faith-based church that has information that we still waver in our faith because we'll step out and practice something that Jesus told us, and we don't see the same result. And then we begin to waver right away. And the enemy gets in that head, and, 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 and I mean, he's on you just like that. Doesn't work, does it? See, I, you said that, and you still got that symptom. huh? Faith comes from hearing. And this is the thing that you and I, we need a revelation on. And so when you hear these statements, for example, when you take Matthew 10, and you take Luke chapter 9, and you meditate those, what, what do I mean by that? See, guys, sometimes, for example, if you have symptoms in your body, there shouldn't be anything else coming in. I remember uh, one of my mentors, he was one of my teachers at Rama, and he would teach in healing school. And he would tell stories all the time that people would come. And the doctors had already given them the report that there's nothing else they can do. But they would show up at healing school, and they would just want them to lay hands on them. And he would say, you're not ready for that. They just want to poof. And he said, well, what I need you to do is sit here and listen to the word because faith comes from hearing. And they're like, yeah, but my family's in town and we're going to go shopping. And, th- and they didn't get it. I can't tell you the number of times I went to hospitals and, and t- to pray for somebody and, and, and they've gotten a bad report and they're sitting there watching soap operas. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Of course, I don't say that because you know that would go over like a lead balloon. But in, in your spirit, you know right away they're not on the same page and, and they want you to pray for them. But they're not even close to receiving anything because they're not believing God. They want me to come do a miracle. Well, I'm not the miracle worker, first of all. But for us to get to this place, this, these sessions are receiving and ministering healing. See, one of the things that I want you walking away with is your confidence at a higher level to minister healing to somebody. But I am telling you, it has to be spirit led. I can't tell you the number of times that people have come to me and I'm like, you're not ready. And and I'll tell them, read this. Oh, I've already read that you know right then that they're they're not even remotely close to believing. They don't even understand what faith really is because faith is this action. That is this conviction inside you. And so in Matthew 28, now let me use the message paraphrase here. And I want you to keep Matthew 10 and Luke 9 in mind as we read Matthew 28. Now you all know Matthew 28 is the Great Commission, right? Listen to the message paraphrase out of this. Jesus told his disciples, God authorized and commanded me to commission you. So go out and train. Now, who's Jesus talking to? He's talking to the 12. He says, you go out and train everyone you meet in this way of life. What way of life? What they've been watching him do. Because everywhere Jesus went, if someone brought a, hit, a sick person to him, he healed them, every one of them. And this is the Great Commission. God has authorized and commanded me to commission you, go out and train everyone you meet in this way of life. You mark them with the baptism in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and then you instruct them to practice all I commanded you. Now, Matthew 10 and Luke 9, what did Jesus command them to do? He said, I've given you power. Go preach the kingdom and heal the sick. The Great Commission says, you go, you go practice. You instruct them in the practice of all I commanded you. And then he makes this statement, and I will be with you as you, as you what? As you do it. I'll be with you as you do it. So, are we doing it? Are we practicing this? Are we even talking, other than on a session like this, are we even talking, I know Wendy talks about it, Wendy loves healing, but are we talking about healing at the dinner table? Are your kids aware of healing? Do they know that you believe that God heals? Do you live this way? This is something that is rare in the church today because it's not discussed because pastors, unfortunately... And I say this with all respect, but when you have groups of people with no responsibility for the church that have the authority over the church, you have corruption and deception. And pastor, I, I, I can't tell you the number of pastors I know they can't touch this subject. They will get voted out. That's right here in this town. You're not allowed to talk about certain things. And this is one of them because we're confused about it. And we shouldn't be confused about it. Here she comes running, running. Man, that was quick, babe. Hey, if you would give this. Oh, there you go. Thanks, honey. Now I got some large print. It's on now. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to plug it in and charge it. My bad. (laughs) No, we're good. My team, listen, they got it on the back wall. They were all scrambling back there. Thank you all. Right? (laughs) Amen. So, Great Commission, Jesus tells the disciples to train everybody else to do what he taught the first 12 to do, what he empowered and commissioned them to do. But here's the thing, when you think about this, and as we're, we're kind of discovering how to flow and minister healing and uh, share this with other people, in today's church, you have to be spirit led in this. And what the Lord has done for us is that, you know, he's given us New Testament principles that will help us in this. For example, in the book of James, James tells us, is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and they will anoint them with oil and, say and, Amen. and the prayer of faith, not just any prayer, not just your religious quote. I know I've told you all repeatedly to, to take this, but if it's just something you're trying to memorize and you, you know, it go through some religious, it doesn't work you all. These things have to be a reality in your life. They have to be a living word that comes off the page to you, whether it's your bookmark or whatever it is. It's got to be something inside you. The prayer of faith, James says, call for the elders of the church. They'll anoint you with oil. Now, let me take a second with this anointing with oil stuff, because it's been weird over the years, too. I've had people send me jars of special oil. I got one in my office. It's got gold flakes in it. It's real special anointing oil. And we've got and we've gotten out of balance out of some of this stuff. The an anointing with oil is just an Old Testament typology, and James was talking about it because he's still bridging the gap between the old covenant. Anointing oil is simply the Holy Spirit. You got the Holy. You have the anointing oil in you. Should you be full and overflowing? See, that's the thing. The Spirit of God is in you. But this stuff works, guys, 100%. It works one way. You have to believe this stuff. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And, and, and what's interesting about that, I know we, I don't have it in my notes, but just hang with me. What's interesting about that passage is James goes on to say in that same sentence, and if he's committed any sin. That's a pretty bold statement. If he's, what do you mean if he's committed sin? Huh? I mean, we all sin from time to time, but James is highlighting, you don't have to sin. He said, but, and if you've committed sin, he'll be forgiven. You know what that reminds me of? When Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he, he healed the guy that was let down through the roof. And Jesus said, which one's easier? Your sins be forgiven or get up and walk? He tied them together. They go one in the same. Forgiveness and healing, it, it, was, a, it was a package deal at the cross. Jesus is healer and he is savior. He is our deliverer, our redeemer. He is the Lord who heals. As a matter of fact, when you look at all those, all those descriptive words of healing and deliverance and redeemer and, and savior, there's a Greek word that we use called sozo. We don't use it, but it's a Greek word. Our, our English word is saved. But the Greek word sozo means to be delivered, healed, set free. Jesus did all of those things. And so for us today, we have to be aware of that to the degree that when we step out and begin to practice some of these things, because what did he say in the, com- in the commission? You instruct them in the practice of all I commanded you. We should be doing it. Now, here's the thing. If you're uncomfortable with it, then get your mind renewed. Get to the place where you have some confidence in this, because a lot of people, they're just waiting on God to do a miracle. God, just do it. Well, it must not have been God's will because I had somebody pray for me and it didn't work. Well, Lord, you know, Lord forbid that we could say, well, where was your faith at? But people don't want to hear that. I am telling you, people don't want to hear that. It's a bigger deal than we, we want to acknowledge in the church today. Yeah, and that, see, the thing is, we have to get to this place because in the New Testament church, God is looking for people that, that are settled on this issue and they're not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. They're not double-minded and unstable in all their ways. You know God's just, God is just as much healer as he is Savior. I mean, you think about it for a second. There are days that you, now you know you're 100% saved, but there's days you don't look saved. You don't sound saved, you don't act saved. Remember, we talked about this in last month's session, right? But you're saved, right? Well, that's the same principle when it comes to healing. There's, you still got a pain, you still got a symptom, but God said you're healed. If God said you're healed, you're healed. Learning how to walk this out, though, transferring things from the spirit world to this natural body, it, it, it does take time and development. I know we want a miracle. And sometimes, listen, the gifts of the spirit will manifest, but when they don't, you have to put your faith into action. Listen to Mark's version of the Great Commission. Mark says it like this in Mark 16, and these signs, now who's talking here? Jesus, and he says, these signs will, not maybe, not if it's my will, he said, these signs will follow those who do what? Once again, I cannot tell you, and what I would encourage you to do in your study time is highlight believing. Look, look at how much believing is talked about in the New Testament. It is, it is the, of the utmost importance. That's how you get saved. You have to believe this stuff, right? Right? these signs will follow them who believe in my name they'll cast out demons now let me take just a second about this in my name thing because there's some confusion on the in my name process in the church today a lot of people think saying in the name of Jesus is what he means that's not what he means now we do say the name of Jesus because in the book of acts you see that by the the power in the you know in the name of Jesus this this man was raised up but you don't saying in the name of Jesus doesn't mean anything. Hollywood does that stuff all the time. In the name of Jesus is in the authority you've been given. It, it, it literally is the power of eternity that the Christ has given us. You have to believe this when you speak over your body, when you say the things of God. These signs follow those who believe. They'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. Now, I know that they've touched on that subject in uh, the, the last session that we were talking about with the spirit, soul, and body talking about tongues. And I know everybody's not on the same page with tongues. I don't have time to go into tongues tonight. If you don't speak in tongues and you want to, see one of us. We'll help you with that. It's for today. Well, I don't know about that. Well, that's all that means. You don't know about it. So find out. Instead of being critical and judgmental, still of being religious and a modern-day Pharisee, seriously, that's what we do. We conclude in our mind we're right even when we don't even know about it, but that's what we were taught our whole life, so it's got to be true. I can't, I, can't, I can't go there tonight because I'll get, I'll get trapped there. <clears throat> They'll take up serpents. Once again, not snake handling. Don't be tempting to God with dumb stuff. That's not what this passage means. They lived in an area where there's snakes. And if one come across you and it, it, it attacks you, you grab the sucker. Throw it away. That's what he's talking about. Huh? If you drink anything deadly, well, back then they didn't have, you know, processes of checking stuff. It won't kill you. According to what? These signs follow them that do what? You got to believe this stuff, man. You got to believe if you, if you drank something deadly, you're like, oh my gosh. No, you got to believe. No, it won't hurt me. Now today you have wisdom and you have labels on stuff that tell you what's in it. So, you know, you don't, some of that stuff you don't have to worry about. Watch this. And they, who's the they? The believers. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Now, let's, let's, let's take just a minute here. I got, I've, I'm going too slow already. But you have to make your mind up about this tonight. As far as when it comes to ministering healing to someone, listen to me very carefully. Before you do it, now, it, I know there are passages where Jesus said it's according to your faith. This passage is according to your faith, not the person you're praying for. Now, you obviously need to be spirit led in this and find out where they're at. A lot of times I I try to ask people questions before I pray for them so I can kind of get, get some discernment of where they are spiritually. But you need to make your mind up about this. Jesus said, This sign follows me. Does it follow you, Wendy? Yeah, this sign follows you. Does it follow you, Jack? Yeah, this sign. See, there's some of us, we know this sign follows us. When I lay hands on somebody that's sick, according to Jesus, they, they recover. The problem is recovery is not poof. Recovery is a process. See, sometimes that, that's going to take, it could take months. Uh, uh, Brother Hagan, man, his, his story, it took months and months. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you about Brother Hagan in just a minute. Yeah. That's right. If they can't hook up with you, then don't. That that was my point with my story in the beginning. Don't even lay hands on them. That's why Paul actually tells Timothy. Don't lay hands on anybody. Suddenly be spirit led about it. And so that's the thing that we're looking at. So here's my, you know, Cody and I were talking about this. He's he's out. He's on guest safety tonight, isn't he? But he asked me this question about some some healing stuff. He said, what does it look like? You know, like our last session, we, we asked different people to, to pray for different people in the room. And he was like, man, don't ask me. I don't know what to do. And and I began to think about that because that's a legitimate question. People don't know what to do sometimes. And so where do you have to go to find out what to do? You got to go with the Word. The thing about the Word, it'll mess with you, man. Because if you look at the... Derek, if you look at the Word... Jesus made mud out of spit. One time he just spit on a dude. I know, right? I'm not, I'm not saying even for a minute that you try that one yet. No. Now, can you get to that place? Now, listen, there's a gentleman that I read after. I know Jack and, and Derek. We've read after Wigglesworth. Wigglesworth has done some. He kicked a baby off of a stage one time. And it, they went and picked it up, completely healed. But if you're not close enough, if, if you... no, he was at a different place in his walk with God. He could hear God clearly on different things. The, the, the stories that he has about his ministry, he would punch people. Yeah. and But spirit led in these things... But the other side, there is the gift of of manifestation of spirits operating with him in much of these cases, too. Not just a person's faith. So don't just step out and try something. But what does ministering healing look like? You have laying on of hands. You have speaking the word over people. Obviously, we talked about the spitting and the making of mud. Let's see what else we have. You got the anointing of oil. Jesus told the one, go show yourself to the priest. But in that day, if you, were, if you were with that disease, you couldn't go to the priest. But he said, go. so there was faith involved in that. Uh, Touching clothes, the one lady with the issue of blood, she just touched, touched Jesus' robe and got healed. And here's the thing about it. When you look at that story, Jesus turned around and told her her faith did it. Yeah. You have many statements where Jesus would tell people, well, it's according to your faith that it'll be done. This card that we made for you, you could go study these out, the ones with faith, and and take your time with those and highlight them and meditate that stuff. Put the Joshua 1-8 principle into practice. You also see Peter's shadow. You see Paul's handkerchiefs. Uh, there would be times that Paul would be preaching and the Bible said that Paul could see that the guy had faith to be healed. Now, he wasn't just seeing physically. He was seeing spiritually. He said, get up and walk. So, Getting to this place, you all. Having talks like this, faith comes by hearing about these things. But not just coming in here for a, a 45 minutes on you know, one night a month. You've got you to gotta dedicate some of your life to this if it's going to be a reality. If you have symptoms in your body, you know, uh, the thing that you have to understand is learning how to operate in this. And this is the thing. I, am, I thank God for the gifts of the Holy Spirit that will manifest. But for a Christian... Learning how to not only receive healing through the power of God's word, but what about this? Walking in health. I've watched Jack do it since I've known him. Not just believing for, for healing if you get sick. How about walking in health? Sickness can't come near your dwelling. I think that's a Bible. I think it's scriptural, right? Psalm 91 says it cannot come. So. Now, if you're not there, don't let the enemy get in your head and wear you out, because he would love to. But learning how to receive from the Word of God for yourself is the most powerful thing that a believer can experience in their life of, when it comes to healing, learning how to do it. Psalm 107 says that God sent his Word, and he healed them. See, it all starts with us understanding and embracing the realities of what God's word will do in our life. And I think something that, something that will help all of us, and this is one of the things that I learned from my father in the faith, Brother Hagan is we should practice. Now, I want you to get this today. We should practice giving a little more reverence and honor to the word. Sometimes we're such busy people. Slow down. Take some time with this. Meditate in it. Let it get past your intellect and and saturate your soul. Because when you begin to do these things, the word is living power. Hebrew says it's living power. Let me just tell you a quick, real quick story about Brother Hagin. See, Brother Hagin, when I was introduced to him and and Tracy and I, he, he changed our lives. We were nobodies, going nowhere, didn't even know Jesus, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves At his ministry school, and he was still alive when I went. So I had the privilege of being under him and listening to him personally. But his story—some of you may know his story. He was born like in 1917. This is this is back in the day, you know, and it's when doctors—you know—they they really didn't have that hospitals like everywhere. They would come to your house. A doctor would, and he was out in the country and. He was born prematurely, and they thought he died. And the doctor said, well, he's dead, and so they took him out back on their farm to bury him. Yeah, right? And when they get there to start you know, digging to bury him, the doctor saw that there's a little sign of life. And they're like, hold up. Now, this, 19, this is 1917, okay, don't, get, don't freak out. And so they bring him back in, they get him to the hospital, they start doing some, some tests, what they could with the technology of that, day, that day, and they found out he had an incurable blood disease and a deformed heart. And they said, he'll make it to 16 at the most. And so when he, when he turned 16, it hit him, and he wound up in the hospital, and his first symptom was he was paralyzed from the waist, the, the waist down, couldn't move. Could barely function with his arms, even barely breathe. He he was it was he was dying, and he his grandmother had given him a Bible, and he was raised in a traditional denomination, and he didn't know anything about healing, but but he he just he just got into the Word, and began to just meditate the Word, and he found Mark eleven twenty four. And, of course, you all know Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, if you believe you receive it, you'll have it. Well, he started meditating on that. And so he's spending time in the word. And he's spending time in the word. And he's talking to himself as best he can because he's in and out because he's barely alive. And he would have family members that would come in. And they're like, why don't you, why don't you read a comic book? He said, I don't have time. He's dying. How about a newspaper? He'd have other people come in. Elders would come in. They'd pray for him. You ever read any of these novels? You ever read? I don't have time for any of that. And his family, finally, some of his family members says, oh, he's losing his mind. All he wants to do is read that Bible. And so months went by with him. Do it. months. Say months. Yeah, months and months. He's he's laying in the hospital bed. He's dying, and he's getting this revelation, and he's speaking Mark eleven twenty four over his life. And then, as he as the word began to produce in him, his soul began to change. The transformation, the Romans twelve principle, began to take place. And one day, he's reading Mark eleven twenty four for the hundredth hundredth time, and he heard in his spirit from the Lord, "Well, if you're healed, you shouldn't be in bed." He said, "Okay." Now he can't move anything except his arms. So. He drags his legs. He said it was like two logs that hit the floor when he pulled them over, just chum, chum, and they hit the floor. And he grabs the bedpost, and he pulls them, and he, he says he's holding himself up as long as he can, and then his strength gives out, and he hits his knees. And he says, I want to declare today. And he speaks it out loud in front. Nobody else is in the room, but in front of heaven and I. And he, he speaks that passage again, and I am the heel of the Lord. And he said when he said it that time because he had spent enough time in the Word, nothing else. Remember, no time for papers, no time for comic strips. See, if you're in a condition where it is fatal, you don't have time for TV. And if you haven't gotten a manifestation, a miracle, then you would God let people go to heaven early because they didn't get this revelation. Does God get does Does God let people go to hell? He can't stop it. He can't change the will of a human. I know a lot of people just want miracles, but but, yeah, but Jesus did this. Jesus walked in the fullness of it. We're not there yet. And so he says on his knees, holding himself up by the bedpost, he made that declaration. He said when he did, he felt like warm honey hit his head. And it started. he could feel it moving down his body. And when it got to his legs, you ever, you ever had your arm go to sleep and you feel that sting? He said, he, he said, like a thousand needles. All over his leg. He said it was so painful he couldn't stand it, but it was the greatest thing he ever felt in his life. Yeah. And then he stood up, healed. Yeah. And then from that day till the Lord sent me to him. Mm. Yeah. That's right. He changed my life. But he got a revelation, and it wasn't some miracle. It wasn't some poof. It was day after day. The thing I want you to get from this is he reverenced the word. L- listen to Proverbs chapter, chapter 4. Y'all okay? Man, it's 720. Dang, y'all listen good. Pro- Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline, incline your ear. Incline. Come on. Come in a little bit closer and listen to me. Don't, this scripture will change your life. This one right here. My son, give attention to my words. Listen to what I'm saying. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. See, this is what Brother Hagin did. He wouldn't read anything else. He wouldn't listen to anything else. Huh? Just the word. See, if you have symptoms in your body and you haven't seen a change yet, listen to what God is saying. Give attention to his words. I have have put so much stuff on this little card that it will change your life if if you'll put it into practice. Meditate it. Get these scriptures off this bookmark, set up camp with them, speak them over your life. God sent his word and healed them, delivered them, made them free. Don't let that depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. That word heart, that is your soul. That's your mind, your will, that's your inner man. Now it's not just your spirit because your spirit is made. If you're born again, your spirit is made like God. It's in the image and nature of God. But your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, those things still have to be conformed to the things of God. Keep them in the midst. Keep what in the midst of your heart? God's words. See, you need to find word. That's why I made this stuff for you. So you can keep it here and you can can begin to decree it over your life. Because he says this in verse 22. For they, what's the they? god's word they are life to those who find them so what's that let us know everybody doesn't find it just because you hear a sermon that doesn't mean you find it just because you memorize the scripture that doesn't mean you find it this word find here this is the rhema you you spend enough time in the in this pursuit of things jesus said for him who has ears to hear let him hear well listen everybody he was talking to had these things on the side of their head so that's not that's not what he meant What's he talking about? Your inner man. you got to hear something from the Lord speaking to you. His words are life to those who find them. And watch this. Health to all their flesh. Health. What what is? God's word is. Now, I I did a study on this, this statement, health to your flesh. And I went to the Strong's Concordance. Strong's Concordance is one of the number one used books that theologians and scholars use to study the Greek and Hebrew language. And in the Hebrew language, because this is in Proverbs, this word "health" is the Hebrew word "marpe." Now, if you, if I didn't pronounce it right, okay, get over it. I'm not a Hebrew scholar, all right. But the word "marpe" it literally means medicine. Huh? Now, now pay close attention. He didn't say that his words are like medicine. Like health, that word that word, health, it's medicine. In the Hebrew, Marpe. he didn't say it was like medicine. He said his word is medicine to your flesh. It's medicine to your flesh. It's medicine to your flesh. See, you need to get a word and you need to set up camp on it and you need to continually speak it over your body until all of a sudden, just like Brother Hagin, month after month after month in that hospital bed paralyzed, speaking it, speaking it, speaking it. And then one day he got a revelation and he heard the Lord. Well, if you're healed... You shouldn't be in bed. See, we want we just Derek, we just want the miracle, man. Just come put your hand on me and fix me. I have I have listened to my mentors and and, and heard the testimonies in healing school from some of these people. I wish it always worked that way, but this works all the time. This one works all the time. He verse 20, 23, he says this: keep your heart your soul, your mind, keep it with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. And then he makes this statement in verse 24. And put away a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. What did Jesus say when he was talking to the disciples about their unbelief? He said, you unbelieving perverse generation. See, when you're talking all kinds of other stuff, that's perverse talk. When you now, I'll, I'll say this gently: if you're talking the doctor's report more than his report, not gonna work. Put away that twisted talk from you, that perverse talk. Put it away from you. Speak only what God says. Now I'm, I'm not saying being denial. No, no, no. That's that's foolishness. Well, I'm not sick. I'm that's that's dumb. If you're sick, you're sick. Don't be pretending. That's not what we're talking about here. That's where a lot of people get off of balance and they get goofy with stuff. But when you sit under the word and you begin to speak God's word over your life, Isaiah says, whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe God's report. Yeah, but what if you don't see a change right away? I can tell you with my own life, I haven't seen a change right away all the time. I'm still going to speak it I speak the Word of God I feed the Word of God I listen to the Word of God every day I listen to the subject of healing every day I study the subject of healing every day and I still have symptoms in my body right now but the Bible says let God be true every man every symptom ever pain be a liar this is where we have to get to though you all Isaiah 55 says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Whereas the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and it doesn't return there, but it waters the earth and it makes it bring forth. See, this is how the kingdom, everything in the kingdom works this way. Seed time, harvest. God says this through the prophet Isaiah, so shall my word be that comes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. It will accomplish and it will prosper in the thing that I send it to. You believe that? Now, listen, I know, I know we, got our right, we got our church answer. Yeah, I believe that. But do you believe it when the pain is screaming? When you got the report and nothing looks right, nothing feels right? Now I can't tell you the times people, now listen, don't give me all that faith stuff. Tell me how you really feel. Tell me how you feel. I don't want to, don't tell me that faith. We're not talking about how I feel. So you, you can't talk how you feel and faith. You, you can't talk both. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. Let me take it a step further then. In Luke, Jesus is talking about a situation. Now, he's, in Luke chapter 6, he says that we, if you, you know, forgive and you'll be forgiven, that, type, that, that whole story, and then he gets in verse 38, and he says, Give and it will be given. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together, running over, will it be put into your bosom? And then he makes this statement. But with the same measure. Say same measure. What's he talking about? Now, obviously, he's talking about giving here, but it, this principle works in every area of your spiritual life. With the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. So, if you have symptoms in your body tonight, and this is the only word of God you get all week on healing, with the same measure you, huh? It's, it, it, it's not going to be a reality in your life. There is no way that it will work. I'm not, I know you're thinking, yeah, but that's, that's works, Pastor. That's not work. you talk about works of the law? We're, we're redeemed from the curse of the law. I'm talking about works of faith. You actually have to believe this stuff. The disciples couldn't heal the epileptic because of one reason, unbelief. How do you get rid of unbelief? This word, it will totally eradicate unbelief in your life. It's with the same measure. So if you want a stronger foundation of healing realities in your life, <clears throat> then get in the book about it. You, you got to cultivate it. That's right. I remember, uh, man, I used to not like turnip greens. I had to cultivate a taste for them. Right? Some of y'all like, never. I know. Yeah. But I want to tell you, having sessions like this where we talk about healing, faith comes. And you may not see a result right away, but don't get frustrated. Continue to exercise this over your life because it does work. I remember a story. This was in healing school, and one of my mentors, he taught there for years, <clears throat> And he was telling us this story one day. And he was young, young at the time when he was doing this. And he's, he's talking about this, this passage right here in, in Proverbs. God's word is medicine. And then he said, and what you have to do is believe it. And he quoted Mark 11, 24. And there was an elderly lady. She was in her, uh, he said she was old enough to be his grandmother. And she interrupted the class. And she said, young man he said, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Are you saying that all I have to do is believe I receive it and I get it? He said, yes, ma'am. The believing is your part. The healing is God's part. God, God has already established healing. It's his part. She said, okay, thank you. And she sat back down. And he went on with the rest of the class teaching and ministering, you know. And at the end of it, she's standing up there waiting on him. You know how, you know how your elders are someone They'll just interrupt stuff. So she come up, she come up, you know, and she's standing there, and he's wrapping things up. And, and, and she's like, look. And she's got a notebook, and it's full of notes. And, she, and he, he's like, that's great, yeah. She said, you don't understand. I had a stroke, and my whole right side, I couldn't do anything with it. And she said, I was, as I was sitting there, It hit me and she she was healed right there. Just listening to a message about God sent his word and healed you. Now, when you don't get the instant like that, you don't get frustrated. One of the things that we love to do, God, why? We were talking this morning, uh, Nicole and Paula had asked me, I I do quit at 730, right? Okay, thank you. I always forget that because I get in the middle of it and I'm like, it can't be 7.30 already. I just started. But anyway, they were asking me this question because they were talking about praying for healing. And, how, how we're, and that was one of the things that Cody was bringing up. How do you do it? What are some of the simple ways, techniques, if you will, biblical principles in some of this stuff? Well, if it's your own body, well, healing has been paid for. The spirit of God lives inside you. You don't have to ask God to heal your body. He- healing belongs to you. Listen to me. There are times when you need to speak to your situation. Huh? You need to tell it. This, this card, will it, it gives you instructions on it. It tells you exactly what to do. But most people, they'll just read it like they read a chapter out of a book and then throw it back on the table. Get this thing. It's a tool. Meditate it. There are things in here, huh? By the authority of Jesus Christ, I command my bones and joints to function the way God made them to. Like, well, that's weird. Well, then stay where you're at. This is how you exercise these things. You speak to every organ in your body. You tell it, you will listen to me. The word of God says... He sent his word and healed me. And you begin to proclaim those things over your life. Now, when you're praying for somebody else, you have to be led in these things when it comes to laying hands on somebody like we talked about earlier. But I want you all to get to the place where you're at least comfortable doing it. And you need to be able to have conversations with people and take them to the word. That's why we give you these tools so that you could get it settled in you. But then you can also minister it to them. You know, when you, your children, you don't have, listen, you have authority. Jesus, I, can y'all put me back, Paula, to the beginning in Matthew, Matthew 10 and Luke 9? Because my time's up, but I'm not up. So just hang, hang with me for just a second. Watch this. He called his 12 to him. Now, are you a disciple today? All right. So tonight, he's calling you. And he gave them, so if he gave them, because according to the Great Commission, he told them to go teach everybody else the same thing he taught them. Right? He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. And he gave them power to heal all kinds of sickness. Look look at Luke. He called them together. He gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure all diseases. He said, preach the kingdom and heal the sick. He's got, you have authority. You need to begin speaking to your body. If your child is sick, speak to that body. I mean, you look at the stories when Jesus was uh, brought in to, the, to, to Peter's mother-in-law. If you look at that story in Luke, Peter, uh, or, or Jesus walked into the scene, and the Bible says that he rebuked the fever. Now, listen. The, 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 just, can't fever here. Beaver heard and left. He spoke. He, there wasn't no praying. Oh Lord, if it's your will, you don't see that in the Bible, other than when he was in Gethsemane about the garden. That's the only time you see that statement. Outside of that, Jesus is executing his God-given authority, and he's telling his disciples to do the same thing. See, some of you all, you need to be speaking to your body. That's what Mark eleven twenty three. If you believe in your heart, huh? if you believe the thing you say will come to pass, you will have what you say. <clears throat> so tonight, as you leave here and you put some of these uh, scriptures into meditation, don't get shaken when you don't see an instant change in your body. Sometimes symptoms have got the upper hand because they're more aggressive than your faith is. We don't want to hear that, though, Derek. We do not want to hear that stuff in the church today, man. Don't question my faith, preacher. I'm not questioning your salvation. Listen to me. But you, before me, I question my faith all the time. I want to to self-evaluate. I question it all. I want it to be stronger. Abraham grew stronger in his faith. How did Abraham grow stronger in his faith? Thank you, Lord. Huh? He didn't consider his, his situation. Abraham couldn't have kids, but he didn't consider that. All he did was consider what God told him true. That was it. So when you, if you've got symptoms tonight, once again, I'm not saying be in denial. Don't play games with this stuff, you know. But get your mind fixed on one thing. Yeah, this is what the doctor says, but this is what God says. and What God says trumps what the doctor said, Right? Put it into practice. Well, I didn't see any change yet. Crank it up a notch. I'm telling you, he sent his word and healed them. My son, incline your incline your ear to what I'm telling you. Pay close attention to what I say, because my words they are health to your flesh. God's word is health to your flesh. God's word is medicine. Take it. I mean, we'll go to some guy we don't even know and he'll prescribe us something and we'll take it three times a day and we don't even know what's in it. And it's got a sheet this long with side effects and you'll still take it. What if you took this three times a day? You begin to speak over it. And then like Brother Haken, a week goes by, three months go by and you don't see a change and you keep doing it and you keep doing it and then one day the revelation drops. You're like, get up, move, move. Do that. Go have the doctor check it out. Don't be scared of the doctor. Go have the doctor check it out. Huh? He'll just confirm. Guys, I am telling you, we're living in a time in history where the world needs to see this. Because throughout history, it's been taken away from the church. Yes, Jay. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. That's one of my favorite passages. I, I, and when I pray for people, that is one of my go-tos. Holy Spirit, quicken their mortal body right now. Sharpen their mind. Remind them. When you're praying for other people, the whole if they're born again, Holy Spirit, remind them of these truths. Stir up inside them. See, this is this this, this really does take some development on our part. And I know. We've gotten, over the years, we've gotten used to, well, you know, well, everybody prayed for me and nothing happened. I mean, that's, that's really not true. Something did happen. Sometimes we get distracted with stuff and sidetracked. Romans eight eleven. Yeah. There are so many scriptures on healing. Everywhere Jesus went. I mean, if it wasn't that big of a deal, why did he do it throughout his entire ministry, y'all? I mean, you can't study the life of Jesus. You cannot be a true disciple of Jesus and ignore healing. You can't. Well, Lord, I've been, I've been believing nothing's happened yet. Don't quit. Don't quit. Well, if it was real, it would just work. Does, does it work that way with, with people that you're praying for for salvation? I mean, there's people we've been praying for for years, and they still heathen as can be. Right? See, there, there is... There is a natural world that's going on, and our job is to bring this spiritual world into it. And sometimes that doesn't just happen with the flip of the switch. The just shall live by faith. That's the thing that I want you all taking, this, taking away from here tonight is that we are people of faith, and we will be overcomers by faith. We will be healed by faith. How many times you got that card, daughter, your faith made you home. Not his great power. Your faith made you home. According to your faith, let it be done to you. This is the thing that God's wanting us to understand with these talks. And so when we grow in this and develop, we're going to help each other with this. We're going to grow stronger in this. And you're going to begin to see results in your life. But like I said in our last session, you're going to, you're going to see results when you pray for other people. Your faith is going to, it's going to ignite your faith. Amen? Father, we love you. Lord, if tonight, <clears throat> for people here that have symptoms, conditions in their body. Like Jack reminded us of, Lord. Holy Spirit, quicken mortal bodies in this place. Stir faith in our hearts. Give us a courage to not be shaken. And having done all to stand, we stand. Believing, knowing, trusting that you are the same today, yesterday, and forever. You are the Lord that heals. You have established the healing covenant. It is written in your word that you took sickness and disease away from us. And by your stripes, we were healed. And if we were healed, then we are healed. And so we receive it tonight. We thank you for it. We decree it to be so in our bodies In your name, Jesus, so be it. Amen. God bless you all. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.